at you. Perhaps what I say is stupid, but I have to say something. I have to explain, if only for the sake of my own self-esteem. Everything about him was jerky, confused and feverish. Often the words he uttered were possibly not those he wished to say. His expression seemed to ask permission to speak. His gaze fell upon Bielokonskaya. It's all right, dear sir. Do go on. Only don't get out of breath, she remarked. You started when you were panting just now, and look what happened. Don't be afraid to speak up. These gentlemen have seen things a lot queerer than you. You won't astonish them. You're not so difficult to fathom. It's just that you smashed that vase and gave them all a fright. The prince heard her out, smiling. Wasn't it you? He addressed the old man abruptly. Wasn't it you who saved the student Patkumov and Shvabrin the official from exile in Siberia three months back? The old man blushed a little and muttered something about calming himself. And wasn't it you I heard about? He at once addressed Ivan Petrovich. When you gave timber free to the peasants in some province after their village was burned down, even though they were free and had caused you trouble? Now that's exaggerating it, murmured Ivan Petrovich assuming a pleasurably dignified air all the same. This time, however, he was absolutely right about it being an exaggeration. The rumor that had reached the prince was untrue. And you, princess? He turned suddenly towards Bielakonskaya with a bright smile. Was it not you, six months ago, who received me like her own flesh and blood on Lisevieta Prokofievna's written recommendation and gave me some advice I shall never forget? Do you remember? Why make such a fuss about it? cried Bielakonskaya, vexed. You're a good fellow, but you're silly. Somebody gives you a penny and you thank them as if they'd saved your life. You think that's commendable in you, but it isn't. It's distasteful. She was ready to lose her temper in good earnest, but all of a sudden burst into laughter, this time good-natured. Lizaveta Prokofievna's face cleared. General Yepanchin beamed. I was telling you that the prince was a man, a man, anyway, just as long as he doesn't go losing his breath, as the princess observed, mumbled the general blissfully, repeating the princess's words, which had struck him forcibly. Aglaya alone seemed cast down, though her face was still flushed, perhaps with indignation. He really is very endearing, the old man murmured to Ivan Petrovitch again. I entered this room with anguish in my heart, the prince resumed, with rising emotion, speaking ever more rapidly, more strangely and eagerly. I, I was afraid of you, afraid of myself, myself most of all. When I came back here to Petersburg, I resolved that I must see our foremost men, senior people, those of old, established families to which I belong myself, men among whom I am one of the first in lineage. Now I sit among princes like myself, don't I? I wanted to get to know you, and I had to do it. I had to. Had to. I had always heard a great deal more that was bad about you than good, about your petty and exclusive interests, your backwardness, your shallow culture, your absurd habits. So much is written and spoken about you. I came here today in curiosity and perplexity, I needed to see for myself and make up my own mind as to whether all this upper stratum of Russian society was a feat, had outlived its time and exhausted itself through its prolonged existence, and was only fit to die out, but still engaged in a petty and envious struggle against the people of the future, obstructing them, unaware that it was itself dying. I never fully supported that opinion myself, because we have never really had an upper class in Russia, except for the courtiers, the military men, or by accident, and now it has disappeared altogether. That's so, isn't it? Isn't it? Well, no, it's not like that at all. Ivan Petrovitch gave a caustic laugh. Well, now he's off again, Bielokonskaya couldn't resist saying. Laissez la dire, he's positively trembling all over admonished the little old man again in an undertone. The prince was fairly beside himself. And what happened? I saw people who are elegant, unaffected, and intelligent. I saw a venerable old man who makes a fuss of a boy like me and lets me have my say. 
I see people capable of understanding and forgiveness, good-hearted Russian people, almost as good-hearted and warm as those I left behind abroad, practically as good as those. Judge for yourselves what a glad surprise that was. Ah, let me tell you this. I had heard a great deal that I willingly gave credence to, that in high society it was all outward show, nothing but antiquated forms of behavior from which the substance had withered away. But I can actually see for myself that it cannot possibly be the case with us. It may be so elsewhere, but not here. Are all of you here really Jesuits and deceivers? I heard Prince N telling a story just now. Wasn't that unaffected, inspired humor? Genuine good nature? Could words like that come from the lips of a man who is dead, a man whose heart and gifts have withered away? Could dead men behave towards me as you have? Could such men fail to understand and fall behind the times? I would ask you again, dear fellow, do calm yourself. We'll discuss all that some other time, and I shall be delighted, smiled the dignitary. Ivan Petrovich gave a grunt and swiveled round in his chair. General Yepanchin stirred. His superior general was talking to the wife of the dignitary, by now ignoring the prince completely. The dignitary's wife, however, kept listening in and glancing over at him. No, it is best if I talk, you know. The prince resumed with a fresh access of feverish energy, addressing himself to the old man in a trusting and oddly confidential kind of way. Yesterday, Aglai Ivanovna forbade me to talk, and even listed the topics I shouldn't talk about. She knows what a poor figure I cut if I do. I'm going on for twenty-seven, but I know I'm like a child. I don't have the right to express what I think. I've always said that. The only time I've ever talked frankly was with Rogozhin in Moscow. We read Pushkin together, everything. He didn't know a thing, not even Pushkin's name. I'm always afraid my odd appearance will detract from the thought and the main point. My gestures are all wrong. I always use them in the opposite way to what I am saying, and that raises a laugh and takes away from the idea. The sense of proportion just isn't there either. That's the main thing. That really is the main thing. I know it would be better just to sit and say nothing. When I do resolutely keep quiet, I seem very sensible, and it gives me time to reflect as well. But it's better that I should speak now. I started talking because you look at me so pleasantly. You have a wonderful face. I gave Aglaya Ivanovna my word yesterday that I'd keep quiet all evening. Vraiment? The old man smiled. But at times I think I'm wrong to think that way. Sincerity is worth more than mere gestures. That's right, isn't it? Isn't it? Sometimes. I want to make it all clear. Everything, everything, everything. Oh, yes, you think I'm a utopian, an ideologist. Oh, no. All my ideas are very simple, believe me. You don't believe me? You smile? You see, I am sometimes mean-spirited because I lose sight of my faith. On my way here earlier, I was thinking, how on earth shall I talk to them? Well, now, how am I going to strike up a conversation with them? What word shall I begin with, so that they understand something, at least? I was greatly afraid, but more afraid on your account, terribly, terribly afraid. And yet, how could I be afraid? Was it not shameful for me to be afraid? Why does it matter if there's a bottomless pit of backward and wicked people for every one progressive man? That's the reason I am so happy now. I'm convinced now that it isn't a bottomless pit at all. It's all living material. There's no need to be embarrassed if we're absurd, is there? It's a fact that we are absurd, light-minded, addicted to bad habits. We're bored. We don't know how to look at or understand anything. We're all like that, aren't we? All of us? You, I, and everyone else? You don't take offense because I tell you to your face that you're absurd, do you? And if that's the case, then you are good material, aren't you? You see, I think being absurd is actually all right sometimes. Better than that, in fact. It makes it easier to forgive one another and be properly humble. One can't understand everything in a flash, after all. You can't start off with perfection. To attain perfection, you have to start off by being ignorant of many things. If we understand things too quickly, we may not understand them properly, 
I am saying this to you, you who have been capable of understanding so much already and failing to understand. Now I am not afraid on your account. You are not angry, are you, that a mere boy is saying such things to you? You are laughing, Ivan Petrovitch. You think I was afraid on their account? I was their advocate, a democrat, a propounder of equality. He broke into a hysterical laugh. He had been breaking into short, rapturous laughter at intervals. I am afraid for you, for all of you, and all of us taken together. After all, I am a prince of ancient lineage, and I sit among princes. I am saying this to save you all, to prevent our class disappearing pointlessly into the darkness, blind to the situation, constantly at odds, and so forfeiting everything. Why disappear and yield the place to others when it is possible to stay in the front rank and be leaders? Let us stay in that front rank and so be leaders. Let us become servants in order to be masters. He started to pull free and get up from his chair, but the little old man kept holding him back, regarding him with growing uneasiness, however. Listen, I know it's wrong to talk. Better to show an example, just to start. I've already started. And is it really possible to be unhappy? Ah, uh, what are my grief and misfortune to me if I have the capacity to be happy? Do you know I can't understand how one can pass a tree and not be happy at seeing it? Talk to a man and not be happy at loving him? Oh, it's just that I can't find the words, and so many beautiful things at every step that even the most desperate man finds beautiful. Look at a child. Look at God's dawn. Look at the grass growing. Look into the eyes that look at you and love you. He had been standing for a long time as he spoke. The old man was by now looking at him in frank alarm. Lizaveta Prokofievna was the first to guess what was amiss and cried out, Oh, good God, as she flung up her arms in dismay. Aglaya swiftly ran to him and managed to catch him in her arms, and, horror-stricken, her face distorted with pain, heard the wild cry of the spirit that cast down and racked the wretched man. He lay on the carpet. Someone hastily managed to put a cushion under his head. This was something no one had expected. A quarter of an hour later, Prince N., Radomsky, and the little old man attempted to resuscitate the party, but half an hour after that everyone had dispersed. Many words of sympathy were spoken, a good many disgruntled remarks and various other comments were passed. Ivan Petrovich said, among other things, that the young man was a Slavophile, or something of the sort, but not dangerous. The old man said nothing. True, some two or three days later they were all a little cross. Ivan Petrovich even felt offended, but not a great deal. The superior general behaved somewhat coldly to General Yepanchin for a while. The family patron, the dignitary, mumbled something sententious to the father of the family, but spoke flatteringly at the same time of his very keen interest indeed in Aglaya's future. He was actually rather a kind-hearted man, but one of the reasons for his curiosity about the prince during the evening had been the old story of the prince and Nastasia Filipovna. He had heard something of the story and was very much interested, and would have liked to question him closely. Bielokonskaya said to Lizaveta Prokofievna as she was leaving, Well, there's good and bad in him, but if you want my opinion, more bad than good. You can see for yourself what he is, a sick man. Lizaveta Prokofievna finally resolved that the prince was impossible as a fiancé, and during the night vowed that while she lived, he would never become Aglaya's husband. Thus resolved, she rose the next morning. But that same morning, during breakfast at twelve, she lapsed into the most astonishing self-contradiction. In reply to a very guarded question from her sisters, Aglaya suddenly responded with chilly hauteur, almost snapping. I have never given him a promise at any time, and never in my life considered him as my fiancé. He is as much a stranger to me as anyone else. Lizaveta Prokofievna suddenly flared up. That I did not expect from you she said, distressed. He's impossible as a fiancé, I know, and thank God it's turned out as it has, but I didn't expect to hear words like that from you, of all people. 
I thought he hears something quite different from you. I'd have turned everybody out who was there last night apart from him. That's the kind of man he is. Here she stopped short, afraid herself of what she had said. But if she had only known how unfair she was being to her daughter. Everything was settled by now in Aglaya's mind. She too was awaiting the hour which must decide everything, and any hint, any incautious touch, wounded her to the heart.
the north, I travel south I found a tiny house and I can't help the way I feel Oh yes, you can kick me And you can punch me And you can break my face so But you won't change the way I feel Cause I love you Étrangement bien C'est comme toute l'histoire Du peuple noir Qui se balance entre l'amour et le désespoir Quelque chose qui danse en toi Si tu l'as, tu l'as Et là, et là Ce je sais quoi
Strand von Hiddensee. Micha, mein Micha, und alles tat so weh, dass die Kaninchen scheu schauten aus dem Bau. So laut entlud sich mein Leid ins Himmelblau. So böse stampfte mein nackter Fuß den Sand und schlug ich von meiner Schulter deine Hand. Micha, mein Micha,
gezeur.
Let's go. 